Which next step is the best fit for your future? What can you do to accelerate your professional development? And how should you navigate different workplace challenges? I'm Kyle Gantos, and our team is on a mission to crowdsource insights, best practices, and action plans from accomplished peers, all who began their career in Big Four, to help guide you wherever you want to grow. Welcome back to another episode of So You Started in Big Four. I am really excited for today's topic, uh, something that I have struggled with over the course of my career. I feel like I'm making strides since I've joined Embark, but still got a ways to go. Uh, And that is how to prioritize productivity and protect your time when everyone always wants more, it seems. And I'm joined by a panel of repeat guests, some really insightful uh, peers of mine that I get a chance to work with every day. Um, We will go around with some quick introductions, and I would love to know why is this topic important to you? Flo, welcome back, and um, get us started, please. All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Flo Suarez. I'm a manager in the FAST practice at Embark. Um, I started my career at PwC, uh, where I was in audit for about a year. Then I transitioned over to Embark to the consulting side. One of the reasons that this topic is very important to me is because I've historically struggled with people pleasing. So it has been quite a journey for me to learn to prioritize my time, to learn to be productive, and um, to learn to say no. I can relate to all of that. Um, so looking forward to diving in and um, also joined by Shelby. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. What's um, what's your background? Remind us and, and why is this important to you? Uh, yeah, so I'm Shelby Mullins. I am a manager at Embark. Um, I've been here for about a year and it's been a really, really great year. Um, I was at KPMG in the tax practice, so a little bit different from some of the other people here at Embark. Um, I was there for about seven and a half years. Um, and I would say that this is important to me because I spent quite a long time measuring my own productivity and success based on other people's expectations and, um, you know, trying to please other people and trying to give them what they were looking for. Uh, And now that I have changed that mindset, it has been life changing. And so I just want to share that with others. That's awesome. Um, Interesting way to kind of swap the, the, your mindset and how you approach it. Um, Last but not least, Jonathan, welcome back, my man. Thank you. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. I'm happy to be back. It's our icebreaker supplier for the morning here. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and why is this important? Sure. So my name is Jonathan Willis. I am a manager in our business transformation practice. I started out my career as a sixth and seventh grade remedial math teacher. And then after that, I went over to PwC, started out there, worked there for a little bit, moved over to Weaver in their audit practice. I was in tax at PwC, audit at Weaver, and then I came over to Embark. So the reason why this one's important to me is uh, I was out at Weaver during the pandemic and around then is when you know, we were all shut inside and everything. And I decided to use that time to figure out like what it is that I wanted out of life, like the type of person I wanted to be and just kind of sat down, wrote down a bunch of that stuff. And, uh, once, once I kind of did some of that and stopped putting it on, okay, here's all the different things that everybody else wants of me and expects of me and whatever. And here's like what it is that I am like, here's who I want to be. Here's what my goals are. Um, then that embark kind of came along in the middle of that and embark just provided a vehicle for me to just chase that down. And so I don't know, coming to embark, that's been, this topic has just been a huge component of what's, what's kept me here and what has 
just fit in perfectly with where my life was at. I'm curious. I've heard people pleaser or, you know, kind of putting other people's goals ahead of ourselves. What does that feel like? I mean, like, take me back to some times when you've, you've felt, I mean, what, like, I'm, I'm thinking of situations I've been in where it's, you know, I'm, I feel like maybe I just started to focus on something. Maybe I'm making some progress and then anybody for just about anything, all of a sudden random event happens. Can you do this? And for some reason, my mind instantly goes to how can I help that person do that? And then I might find myself later in the day, all this, all of a sudden I feel all this like pressure inside of like, how, I'm not getting my thing done. Did, did I do it right for them? And then the next thing I know, somebody else needs something or, and it just starts to get overwhelming. What are some situations you've been in and, and what did it feel like for you? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, for me, I think it's, I put my worth in maybe what my boss wanted or what my client wanted because that's who I was working for. And I thought, you know, if they need this from me, the way to be successful, the way <clears throat> to be productive is to put what I think is important to the side because they must think this other thing is more important when in reality they're not thinking about maybe the other thing that you're working on or they're not prioritizing it in that moment. And so looking back, all I really needed to do was say like, hey, I'm working on this thing right now. Can you give me an hour to finish it up? And then I can move over. But sometimes you feel like you're failing that person whenever you do that. Um, so it's just kind of kind of messes with your mind a little bit whenever you're saying like, okay, this person expects this of me. They think I can do it. That means I need to do it now. But in the end, I feel like I've gotten nothing done. So what is this confusing feeling? <laughs> yeah, I think for me too, I, I've been in situations like that as well. And it's felt overwhelming, but it's also felt unfulfilling at the end of the day. I think that um, sometimes we have like all these distractions and it's so easy to get access to us. Like it's easy to send an email, to send a message, to send a text. And so we have all these distractions going on around us. It's an easy way for other people to pull at us. And to me, it's kind of been a learning experience to try to internally tell myself, hey, you don't need to immediately respond to that email. You don't need to immediately respond to that message. It's okay if it waits, because at the end of the day, if you're working on something and you keep being, like you said, pulled away in different directions, you don't get it done. Um, it's going to be unfulfilling for yourself. And it's also not going to be helpful to other people because you want to do things for people in a way to where you feel like, okay, like I enjoy doing that for this person. Um, and I understand that this person needs something from me, but I also understand that I have my own limitations. I have my time limitations. I also need to protect my time. So let's figure out what the best way to do something for this person is, but also to get my stuff done. Um, so tech, so what I found helpful in the past has been um, setting time aside, saying, okay, for this hour, I'm not going to look at anything. I'm not going to look at my emails that come through. I'm not going to look at my messages that come through. And I'm just going to focus on this task. Whatever else comes through can wait. And for the most part, unless it's something where it's an emergency, like it, it works out fine. No one's going to be upset at me because I didn't reply immediately. Yeah. No, I think, I think people naturally want to help people. I think that's most people. I don't meet many people who are like, eh, I just don't care about anybody else. I think most people want to go through and help people, but that creates a problem because when you're sitting there and you're prioritizing what everybody else wants, then you get into a situation where everything becomes a priority, which means that nothing's a priority. I was reading um, the Tao Te Ching last year and 
a portion of what they talked about was the concept of light and darkness. It's like light doesn't exist without the concept of there being darkness. So priority versus not priority, like nothing can be a priority if there's not an establishment of there being things that are not priorities. So it's easy to get stuck in a situation where everybody's telling you this thing is important and you start getting spread thin amongst all these different things. And then you feel that sense of unfulfillment at the end of the day, because it's like, well, I did all these things, but none of it was actually serving a purpose that I particularly cared. Like I didn't, I don't feel like I actually helped anybody. I just feel like I just did things the entire time. Like I'm hearing alignment, but what's to stop me thinking that this and this and this are the priority that's going to drive results. And then Flo sitting over there going, well, actually, you know, you want me to do this. Um, maybe if I do it, I'll feel like I'm getting stuff done, but I'm not necessarily making that impact. How do, how do the four, you know, how do we reconcile the fact that the four of us may see what could drive the biggest results differently? I think a portion of it is like, you have to get comfortable with what you have to get comfortable with yourself and what your priorities are and sitting there and going, okay, my priorities at this point, I know if I can achieve these things, then everything else will fall into line. I was listening to um, a podcast where a guy was talking about how, um, so he's a writer. And essentially what he said was, if these things meet my standards, I know it's going to meet everybody else's standards. So whatever it is that's important to me, that's how that's going to go. And I think a lot of times where this topic comes into play is really early on in people's careers because they're sitting there and they're so unsure of, well, am I good at this? Like, how do all these different things work? So I'm going to put, I, I need, I need this feedback from other people where I need to hear from other people that what it is that I'm doing is important and what it is that I'm doing is the right thing. But then you get stuck in these situations where, okay, you're over here saying, this thing's important, but then she's over here saying that thing's not important. This thing's actually important. And it's so easy to get confused because all you're just seeing is every, all, everybody has this idea of the, all these different things are important. And then at the end of the day, what really matters, what, what's, what's going to actually make an impact on your life is when you sit down and you sit there and go, this is what's important to me. So I'm going to make a judgment call based on these different, you, you guys can give me information and that's great. I have that as information that's going to help justify the decision that I'm making but at the end of the day i'm going to make a call and it's going to be this thing and you have to get comfortable with that i think from my perspective at least when um i'm working in teams i like to look at it as what is important to the team as a whole right so we have our team goals things that we need to accomplish deadlines that we have that that's essentially our goal right so we all kind of play a role in that team and sometimes we think that, okay, like this is all for the common goal, but some things are not as critical to that common goal, right? So when I prioritize my day, for example, I like to think, okay, like what's the highest, where can I make the highest impact? What's going to be the most critical for my team to meet their goals? What's going to essentially make or break our team as a whole? And so that's essentially how I think about like prioritizing my work, prioritizing my time is how can I align this with the overall goals of the team as a whole? Why do you think we struggle with this early in our career? Is it just because we haven't been in those real world circumstances where it's happened? Or is there something that's kind of conditioning a, a particular mindset that we might have to 
break at some point. I think it's a lot of what Jonathan said of, of not having the confidence. You just kind of don't know for sure what you're good at yet. You don't know if someone who has way more experience than you is telling you this is important and this is priority. Well, I believe them over me because I've only been doing this for three months or or whatever it is. And so you begin to kind of lean on that as this is my boss. My boss is telling me this is important. My thoughts go out the window because they're not as important or they're not as um, I'm not as experienced and I don't know as much. And then, I mean, for me, it's like you find yourself leaning on that and then years passed and you're like, wait, no, what's important to me? So I think it's hard because if you just kind of fall into that and you don't ever sit back and think, let's realign these a little bit, you can really get stuck in uh, a circular situation for a while. When you say what's important to me, and when you start asking that question, there, you know, that some of the answer to that could be at work, but there's also life outside of work. There's, you know, your spouse, there's your family, there's whatever life might throw at you. I'll go back to the question of alignment. <laughs> um, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you navigate that and be able to achieve whatever feeling you want outside of work, but also, you know, do a great job for clients and, you know, for colleagues. You have to be intentional. Like you have to know what those things are. That's, that's a big part of why I made certain decisions within my career. So I made a decision to leave PwC because I was working a ton of hours and I was going to school in the evenings and I had zero time with my wife during that. So I sat down literally with a book and I wrote down what are my priorities? Like what, what do I want to get out of life? Like at the end of the day, if I die tomorrow, like what are the things that I want to make sure that I have done or that I have worked towards in order for me to feel like I was, I was fulfilled. And at the top of the list is I want to have a good marriage. Well, okay. Can I say that if I'm spending all of my time in these other areas and I have zero priority towards my wife and my marriage? No, that stuff has to be further up and I have to carve out time and I have to put boundaries around that and sit there and tell people, no, this is time that is spent specifically for making sure that I'm maintaining my marriage. So does that mean that I, and, and that, and that puts limitations on certain things and you have to get comfortable with what those limitations are. That might mean that I'm not able to make partner a big four, but that's okay. Like that's not what it is that I want to get out of life. What I want to get out of life is something else that exists outside of that. And so I have to go through and I have to work towards that and I have to be intentional and sit down and go, this, it, it, I can't just say that something's important to me. I have to sit there and go, okay, if that thing's important to me, how am I making sure that that thing stays at the top of my priority list? What was, what, what are some reactions when you had to protect that? You know, when you, when you, you know, each of us sat down, we've got some of these goals that we, they're maybe very different for each of us. Maybe some of them are similar, but you know, comes a point when something will be asked of me where I have to protect that what kind of response did you get? You, you, you might have a variety of different reactions, but that is telling in and of itself. So if you get a reaction where people are supportive of that, you know, you're in a good environment where, okay, we're going to be able to make this stuff work. If the reaction that you get is that's not going to work for what it is that we want. Okay. You're in the wrong environment. That's what that is. So, hey, like all this stuff, this is the stuff that takes priority. I had a partner tell me one time, we usually know which relationships will stick around depending whether or not their spouse understands if we're going to be emotionally unavailable for three to four months out of the year. And I sat there and went, that's not me. 
So I don't belong here. I belong somewhere else where somebody's going to understand that no, my relationship takes pride. Like at the end of the day, what we're doing, that's accounting. Accounting's not life or death. I'm not saving anybody's lives here. But what I'm doing, like what I want out of my life to have a positive relationship with my my wife, that's like, that is a priority for me. That is something that when I look at my life, like I want to be solid. And if my employer isn't going to respect the fact that I want that to be my priority, then I'm going to have to go look somewhere else where people are going to understand that. How about for you two? Any, you know, when, whenever you've done it, have you done it maybe in a different way than Jonathan? And regardless, what was the response that you got? Um, yeah, I think that sometimes we put those restraints on ourselves. The, I can't say no, I have to say yes. And then as soon as you do say no, as soon as you reprioritize and you're in a good environment and people react to that with, they understand with understanding and the world goes on and the work gets done. It's kind of freeing because you're like, Oh, okay. It's actually okay for me to say no. And this whole time I was telling myself, I couldn't say no, but nobody around me was actually telling me that, um, So I think that's really cool because you're right. If you're not in the right environment, it might not be like that. And that's an answer within itself. But when you are in the right environment and you get met with someone completely accepting that, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I resonate a lot with what the both of you said. On my end, I've very rarely have been met with disapproval for saying no to something. Um, so I think most people have been pretty understanding. But like you said, it's it feel it's very freeing. It's very freeing when you can work somewhere or be around people who support you when you show your limitations or where you show your boundaries. Um, so on, on my end, it, it just feels like it takes a lot of pressure off. So old version of each of us or older version, it sounds like we don't know any better. We don't maybe know what we don't know yet. We don't have, we haven't struggled enough to maybe appreciate the things that are really important slash we don't know enough to really be able to kind of challenge. There's another way to get this done. Um, And then I suppose that kind of reinforces itself until you finally reach that point where you say something's got to change. And maybe then you start making a list. Does it compound the other way? Are you more, you know, I'm hearing everybody, you sound happier, you sound more confident, but you know, was that a gradual process? Is that, is it been reinforced or, you know, have you maybe then encountered stuff on the other side where it's new challenges that you've run into because you're now on this Uh, different trajectory or is I mean is generally everything a lot better I would say generally everything is a lot better but of course there are still challenges that you face Um, I think for me it was a process of I'm not happy I need to make a change will I ever be happy how do I even do that how do I figure out my path in life how do I figure out where I go Um, and then I think redefining the word confidence the word productivity the word success really got me on the right direction. And now I'll be completely honest, I still don't know my path. I still don't know which area of accounting is the one that I think I'm going to excel at, Um, but I'm comfortable with it because it's okay. I don't need to have it all figured out. I'm on this journey. Um, So yeah, I struggle with that. I have days where I'm like, oh, like I'm impatient. When am I gonna figure it out? Where am I going? When am I gonna arrive? but overall, I, I have it in perspective, and I know that this is all part of it, and I'll get there or I won't, and that's okay because that's what life is. <laughs> What's, I'm, well, I'm curious then. It's, there's, it sounds like there's, there's something you're getting regularly that makes all of that uncertainty okay. 
there sounds like there's some alignment, like there's, there's, you know, Jonathan was mentioning, you know, Hey, my marriage is my top priority, right? Mm-hmm. There may be other challenges in life. I may have to figure some of that stuff out, but I'm, that's, I've made that my priority. I'm achieving that priority that is fulfilling me. So maybe I don't let this other thing bother me as much. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what that is for you. Is it the fact that it just generally you're, you're happier? Like you've, like Flo was saying earlier, like you're making a bigger impact, you're getting fulfillment. And so it, it's okay if I don't know what I'm mm-hmm. going to do 12 months from now. Well, I'm much more rested, which is great. So I'm able to be more present in my time outside of work. I'm able to just kind of, I have like the mental capacity to explore what does make me happy outside of work, whether it's reading or hiking or working out um, or just connecting with the people that are important to me. Um, so that's what it is, is that I'm able to leave work, feel fulfilled um, and go explore other things and truly turn my mind off of work. It's, I think a few years ago, even if I was away from work and I was pretending like I was not stressed, stress-free, all good, I, it wasn't true. It was still on my mind and I was thinking about what I should be doing right now and what I'm going to do in the morning when I get to work. And now I feel like I'm so present in every moment of my life and that's a win for me. I can kind of echo a lot of that. For me, it's interesting because yes, overall, I think things are so much better, but I really think it's because throughout time, I've kind of built this more foundational, I guess, confidence to be able to kind of stand up a little bit more for myself. I feel like when I started my career, I was very much so like, okay, well, whatever anyone needs from me, like that's what I'm gonna do. And um, whatever time it takes for me to do it, that's I'm just gonna do that. And I think as I've progressed throughout my career, I've kind of been a lot better about setting certain boundaries. Um, but I will say that in the nature of the work um, that we have, it's interesting because um, we don't always work in the same environments. Um, they change consistently. We go from one client to another. So situations change, environments change. And so being solid and having that foundation and being able to be confident to set those boundaries is essential It's essential to our career, especially because we're going from client to client. So even if we've built this environment at this client, it doesn't mean that we're going to have exactly the same environment somewhere else. Um, so for me, it's been really, um, it's been a challenge. It's still a challenge um, as um, I work with different people to kind of set that tone, set that environment where I feel confident enough to say, hey, um, this day I can only work to this time because I need to go prioritize this and not feel guilty about it. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's going to be an ongoing challenge. I don't think this is ever going to go away to where I'm like, okay, completely free to, you know, or com- feel completely confident to do whatever I need to do for myself. I think it's going to be a consistent, um, a consistent challenge that I'm going to have to work through. You guys had so many great points that I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to formulate like thoughts that like kind of wrap all that stuff in. I think there's a component of what I've heard in terms of like a principle of uh, stoicism is like you you are a stone in a river. So the river will move around you, but you stay solid in that. It will occasionally move you and that's okay. But 
you have your foundational thing and you are you and you are you consistently and everything's going to change, but that's okay because you have this solid foundation of who it is that you are. Um, and I think that that comes into play in so many different areas. Um, so many of the stuff that you were talking about, I mean, sleep and dreams are big things that like I kind of focus in on where I know when things are out of alignment based on that. If I can't sleep or if like, I cannot turn my brain off of work at any point where I'm waking up in the middle of the night worrying about work, something's wrong. And I work in an environment now where we all work in an environment now where I have resources at work where I can go and I can talk to those people at work and I can be like, something is wrong. Like this, like I can, I've, I've identified that something's going on where I don't have, I'm not getting fulfillment from the things that are existing outside. My brain is just only on work and I can't ever catch a break from it. And then it's okay. We'll work with you to get that back to where it is that it's supposed to be. So you can focus on the things that are important to you. So getting that solid piece like of like, okay, like let's build up like who it is that like I am and like my values and all these different things. And like, I am solidly me. And like when I start to move, when things start to happen, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, like I have a relative, like this, this is, there's like controls and not controls, constants and variables, right? So like I exist as a constant, but then all of a sudden when things, when variables come in and then it shifts all these different things and now I'm over here and I wasn't supposed to be over there, I'm supposed to be over here. I have that kind of control where I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, we're off track, we're over here. I'm not supposed to be over there. I'm supposed to be over here. So that's what it is that I wanna to work towards. And then the other thing that you brought up that I thought was phenomenal was where you were talking about the improvement and the th that, that you are going to constantly go through a series of evolutions. And that's a portion of what makes us human. I think so many times we get so focused in on being perfect. And that's the other big thing about like when it is that you're at the beginning of your career is you're so used to having to be perfect on every Thing. You're so used to grades being a particular way where it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm graded in this way. And if I'm not perfect on all these different, if I don't do, I, I can't fail anything because if I fail anything, it affects my overall grade. And then now I'm down over here instead of seeing yourself as being a work in progress and using those failures as stepping stones to build yourself up to what it is that you want to get to. So we get so focused on this idea of perfection where it's like, okay, if I am not perfect in this moment, then I am therefore you know, like, like it's almost like perfection, like it's almost binary. It's like perfection or worthless. It's five stars or it's zero stars instead of sitting there and going like, okay, we're not there yet. And we're working towards this thing. And that's really what life ends up being about is like the pursuit of perfection. It's not, you know, you're not going to get it, but that's okay. It's I'm working towards this. I'm working towards getting better. And that's, that's what makes me fulfilled there's this element of like liberation, like you become freer and you're, you're using your resources smarter. Um, I remember the, the first like six or eight weeks of my MBA program, they just kept stacking and stacking and stacking stuff. And then it was like, Oh yeah, but in addition to all the classes, you've got this thing you need to go to. And in addition to those things, then you've got this project that everybody has to do. And then in addition to that, you're going to, and it was, I mean, I just I wasn't sleeping. I was stressed out started, you know, developing bad habits, you know, drinking a ridiculous amount of coffee and, you know, finding ways, you know, probably drinking too much, just different, different things to cope. And all, then that was just tilting it even more out of balance. And then there, I don't know when it happened, but I just got to a point where I said, you know what, I'm spending a lot of money. I'm spending a lot of time to do this. What experience do I want to get out of this? 
And so instead of chasing perfection, instead of having to take a lead on every single project, instead of trying to get an A in every single class, it was more, what do I want to learn while I'm here? Who, who, you know, the things that aren't a big of priority, learn a little bit, take a back seat. The things that are, go take a lead in that, you know, and then that, that helped me still had to do everything, but I did it differently. And the things that I wanted to get done got done. And that made me feel great. And then I think that made me even better at those things. And then I started to become more of who I am. And then that reinforced all this actually does work. And then some of those bad habits went away. I started to get in better shape, started to just change my life a little bit. Um, and then to your earlier point, some of those, you know, that's some of those are constants, right? But then you have the variables where, okay, now I moved and now I'm in a totally different environment. Maybe I got to like re-engineer this a little bit. I find once you make that switch, it starts to reinforce itself, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable. But then once you realize and actually feel some of that stuff, it, it just, it fuels you down a different path. We've reached the midway point of this episode. Are you enjoying the conversation? Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out on wisdom that can help you work smarter to level up faster. Speaking of which, have a follow-up question or future topic request? Email us at podcasts at embarkwithus.com so we can get to work on creating content that'll help you get wherever you want to grow. And now, back to the discussion. When you look around, you know, now knowing what you know and have been making some course corrections and getting to a better place, when you look around at peers or when you think back to your time at other companies or other environments that maybe weren't quite as what we have here, what are some things that you see in people and you, you kind of just go, they, they, they haven't kind of figured it out yet? Are there, are there common challenges that people run into relative to time management that you see? Yeah, I think when, when people perceive everything as being urgent, so every request as being urgent, um, I think that's like something that I, I, per, like I perceived it at the beginning of my career. Um, every single task that um, I was given or in and outside of work as well, like any event that I was invited to any like church responsibility that I had, everything was urgent. And I think that when I see that in people, I think most of the people that I do see this on actually always talk about how tired they are, or always talk about how burnt out they are. And I try to have like specifically with with friends, I can think of, of friends specifically that I've t had this conversation with mul multiple times. Like every time we have these conversations and we talk about, about, about boundaries, we talk about ways that, you know, we can prioritize our time. It's always comes back to the internal feeling of guilt when they don't do something for someone else. So from what I've seen, I think that's been the most the most common thing I've seen in people um, who haven't really learned that yet is the urgency of everything that they have to do. I know, I know some of those people. I've been that person. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> <laughs> I also think um, measuring success based on how tired you are or how late you stayed up working last night or you have 10 clients versus somebody else who has five um, I think measuring your own self-worth based on your job is the hardest. Your job is life or death when it's accounting. It is not life or death. You know, you're doing the absolute most. I think people, some people think that that is success when really 
there's got to be something that's giving. There's got to be something that you're you're not succeeding at that might be more important um, in the long run. So I think, and, and I've been there. I've been that person who thought, like, I'm the most tired in the room. That means I'm the most successful. And that's just laughable to me now. But I, I did, you know. it's You don't really have much else to measure it on. And so you just go with that. And you think it's something. But it's just like everything else we've talked about. It's really freeing when you're able to let go of that. I think there's a kind of an interesting thing that you mentioned during there, which is uh, uh, kind of around this idea of like when they see their perception of everything is a particular way. And then you're you as like maybe a friend, you're able to take like a lens and look outside of that and go, okay, but what about this thing over here? And then I think back to like the times when, you know, I might've been in those situations where like I was, I was in the middle of stuff and you get into this where your brain goes into this like Neanderthal kind of component where it's like, I'm just so stressed. And all I can focus in on is the immediate threat, which is like this thing that needs to get done. And I just have to get this thing. And you can't pay attention to the scope of everything else that it is that's going around there. So I think there's a component, which is like when people are bringing up questions and the way that you were talking about, which is, okay, well, but what about this thing? If your response to that is immediately, well, I can't focus in on that right now because like I have this thing. It's like, okay, but you told me this thing was a priority for you. So is that thing a priority for you or is this other thing over here a priority for you? And if all you keep coming up with is excuses as to why this thing is the thing that matters, like the the thing that's stressing you out is the thing that matters. It's sitting there and going like, like, like there has to be a certain amount of self-awareness of like figuring out when I'm in that spot, okay, this is something that I can identify as being a problem and something that I need to pull myself out of. Yeah, I bet there's been some situations where I've felt like the way you described, um, and I was thinking the way you're, you know, uh, or I wasn't actually thinking that way. I was just kind of, I don't know what to do, but I just got to keep up, survive, survive. Um, and I... I can't remember who or when, but I think there's been a few times in my life where maybe somebody who's got your mindset walked into the room or I got paired up with them on a project. And then all of a sudden, it just, it's, it's, you just kind of, it's like, seems a lot more relaxed than me. <laughs> so it's like, um, he's, like uh, he's, talk, he's talking about, you know, what he did over the weekend with his wife, you know, it's like, and it's, these are things that I want. You know, maybe I'm looking around at some of the other people who are, they're more tired, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're doing all the things to be able to prove that they're working harder or made it further or more status or whatever, but none of them seem to be happy or the way I want to be anyway. And then you start, you know, maybe have a conversation. Hey, what, what are you doing different? What's your secret? And that, that sometimes can be the beginning. But I do think, you know, kind of looking around and eventually as we go through our career, we're probably going to bump into somebody who's doing, you know, a little bit more discipline with their priorities. Um, I'm curious if we were to maybe go around and, you know, offer some wisdom, you know, here's, here's where you need to start or here's something you can practice, whatever that might be, uh, mindset or tactical. I'm curious you know, what would, what would be the most important thing that each of you would say as advice? I think kind of going back to a lot of what we've talked about, really being in alignment with your priorities, identifying what they are for your life, um, and also finding ways, I guess, practicing ways to set boundaries with them, right? To learn to say no to certain things that 
aren't aligned with your priorities. I think it's it's important to first identify them, right? Because you want to know, you want to have, and I like what you mentioned, right? To write them down. I think writing them down is super important because it'll kind of keep you more accountable, right? If you're like, if you're just like having them in your head, back of your mind, it doesn't really help unless you are specifically like holding yourself accountable to them. Um, and setting boundaries is also important because there is no point in having these priorities if you don't know how to set boundaries around them so that you can actually prioritize them. So I think finding ways for yourself to be able to do that, I think everyone's very different. So you kind of have to think of ways for you to do that for yourself, um, because my approach would probably be very different from your approach. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's the advice that I would give. Quick follow-up question on that. Any recommendations on the priority setting, right? Is that, could that be as simple as like, I've got three main priorities in my life or when you did that exercise, did you have, you know, 76 things written down? I didn't have 76 things written down. I think it, I don't, I don't think that's what ends up happening. And even if it is what ends up happening, you should ask why behind each of those. Why is this thing important to me? Because then you start to get to more, okay, so actually these things, they're actually part of the same group. And these things, those are actually part of the same group. And then like you start grouping them down further and further until you get to only a point where you have a few. But where I ended up with at the end of the day was, yeah. Okay. Like these are the different areas of my life that it is that I want to go through and I want to focus in on. And then that also helps you kind of zoom out from, from everything else it is that's going on inside your head and going, well, let's say like if, if at the end of the day you say fitness is important to you, well, like there are multiple ways to go about fitness. Fitness means so many different things and there's so many different ways that you can approach that. So now what you can start to do is explore the different ones. Cause maybe you're like just on a one track mind. Okay. Well to be fit, I have to go to the gym and I have to eat, you know, grilled chicken breast and broccoli and rice, like for every single meal. And it's like, no, that's not what that means. It actually can be like, it can actually look an entirely different way. And so what are the things that you like? What are the things you don't like? And try to fit, fit that for yourself. So that way, all of a sudden it's like, okay, there's that. So yeah, I would say like at the end of the day, you just get to like, it's trying to get it down to only a few things. And then if you, if you are taking a look at it, you can use your best judgment. If you're taking a look at the list and you're going like, I've got 50 million things that are on this list. Okay. You know, let's see if we can get those further down by maybe grouping some of these together and calling that this is actually that one thing. And I want to focus on that one thing. I don't necessarily want to focus on these individual tasks. I like what, how you mentioned earlier, you know, it's not perfection is unattainable, but the pursuit yeah. of perfection is purpose. Mm -hmm. um, within each of those buckets, it sounds, you know, there's going to be some experimentation, there's going to be some learning, but the fact that you've written it down, the fact that you've visualized it, the fact that you're now committing to it and then putting boundaries around it, you're going to start to see some progress, even if it looks different six months from now than it does today. And and I think one of the things that I just, I just want to expand on. So like once you've gone through and you've established those things, then there's the way my brain works. So it may not work for everybody, but the way my brain works is, okay, so you've got these really high goals that you're looking to achieve. Now let's break that down into steps. What does that look, what, what does it look like? What are you envisioning when you're saying, okay, like my marriage is a priority. What does that look like to you? And what does that look like to your spouse or, you know, significant other? What is that, you know, maybe fitness is important. Okay. Well, what does that look like to you? Like how, how do these different things look to you? And then how do I break that down into steps? Like in order to achieve what that looks like, 
Then what I go through and do is like, okay, so now I have a plan for what it is that I want to go about doing. And like, for me, I'm a heavily routined person. I just have to go through and do things in a specific time frame and everything like each day. And so one of the things that I've also incorporated for myself is 10 minutes of meditation in the morning. So I go through, I do my 10 minutes of meditation and the point of meditation is to sit there. Many people think that it's like, oh, well, I can't meditate because my mind's scattered all over the place. It's like, you're exactly the type of person who should be meditating because the point of it is to recognize I've got all these different things that are bouncing around inside my brain. So what I do is I go through, I meditate, I find all those different things. And then I end my meditation. I write down, okay, here's all the different things that are bouncing around in your brain. Okay. So those things are things that need to be addressed. How are we going to go about addressing them? So I create my to-do list for the day and that's what I work within. Other people are going to come in. They're going to push their priorities. They're going to tell me like all these different things, but that's not a priority. That's not on my to-do list. My to-do list is to get these things done. So I'm going to go about getting these things done. And then if I accomplish those things, now I feel a sense of at the end of the day, I accomplished what it is that I set out to do during this day. I didn't just work in accordance with whatever other pressures I'm going to get from everybody else. I did the things that are working towards the goals that I'm trying to achieve. So I'm curious, just building on that, um, which is a fantastic action plan. Um, you mentioned boundaries, right? So you've gone through this progression, you've got your goals, you've broken them down, you've kind of reverse engineered, what is it going to take to get there? Setting a particular mindset. What are some different ways each of you protect that, you know, with boundaries? For me, it's kind of looking at my week and saying, how much time do I need for myself? What are my priorities outside of work this week? And how can I uh, make that happen, I guess? And sometimes I think it's important to note that you don't have to be a new mother in order to take that time. I think sometimes people think you have to have a good reason to set a boundary. Um, you have to have a kid's soccer game that you have to be at or something, or else why would you need Thursday evening off? Um, and I think becoming okay in yourself that, hey, I need time to think about nothing and watch Netflix is totally fine. And I think we're redefining that, but I do think there are places where it's frowned upon to take a little bit of time just simply for yourself or for no reason. Um, so I think, you know, I keep echoing myself, but just becoming okay with those things inside, like with, within yourself. Um, and then it's much easier to set that boundary because you're confident in it. Um, and you know, it's important and you know that you're going to be able to deliver what they want better if you're able to take that time for yourself. But yeah, you've got to get there, I think internally in order to be able to do that. Yeah. Something that I've had to work on with setting boundaries is being unapologetic about it. Um, I think for the most part, um, when I've set boundaries in the past, um, I tend to give excuses, right? Like, oh, um, I'm going to need to take this time off because um, I have this, 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 and go whatever else going on. Um, but I've learned that sometimes, like, if I just want to take time off because I need rest, right? I don't necessarily need to give explanation, like a full explanation as to why I need to take that time off. But also in terms of when we're saying no to things, I think sometimes it's okay to just say, no, I can't do this at this time without having to give a full on explanation as to why you can't do it at the time. That's been something that I've been really working on with boundaries, but also being able to kind of set time 
aside for the things that are important to you and like sticking to that is important. Like for me, for example, if I say, okay, this time I'm gonna like go and have coffee with a friend and I have something else going on at work, like I put that on my schedule. So like I, that's that's scheduled. So people know that I'm not available at that time, right? So that's been a good way for me to set boundaries as well is to put it on my calendar. So that's one tip I'd give on that. So yeah, great, a great way to start us off. What would be uh, y'all's two biggest piece of advice? Um, I would say for me, it's kind of twofold. I would say find your own confidence and self-worth. Whenever I was looking to leave my last place, I talked to somebody and he was like, be confident. He just kept saying, be confident. And I was like, but I'm not like, I don't (laughs) like, I don't know how to do that, you know? And it, it was a process of kind of, okay, but I can be, and I just have to figure out what makes me feel confident. Where does my self-worth lie? Um, what is important to me? And it took a while of me being like, be confident. Like, how do I just be confident? But I slowly realized like, okay, I don't have to conform to these specific standards in order to be good at a specific job. I need to figure out what makes me happy, figure out where I feel my own self-worth, And then the second part is go surround yourself with people who are in alignment with that in your personal life and in your job, because I think you can be in a job where people don't align with you and you can set boundaries and say no, but you're still having to deal with pushback and you're still having to say no every single day. If you go find a place that respects you and respects what you want, it's so much easier to say no. And you might only have to say no or set those boundaries one time versus every single morning whenever you get up and start your day. And it's, it is amazing. It's all, it's almost, it makes me laugh a little bit having been in some very different work environments where I would say more often than not, the norm was, you know, if you are going to ask for time, I, I need like a one pager of like, give me all the reasons to justify you doing what's best for your happiness. <laughs> um, being in an environment where it is not only in alignment, it's in alignment on a scale that seems, it it's almost makes me question it, right? Has required a little bit of deprogramming to where I find myself still, still some of these old bad habits that have been conditioned in me at times come back up or sneaks into my head. And then, that, and then to your other point, you know, surround yourself with people who are in alignment that is then reinforced even more because I'm getting positive reinforcement from people who are in so much alignment that they're actually helping me get to the alignment I want to be in, which is, that's pretty cool. I'm curious for you, Jonathan, what, what else would you add? What's your, what's your biggest nugget of wisdom? This is very difficult because I think you said so many things and now I'm just kind of going to repeat things that we said earlier. So the first thing is figuring out who you are, what your priorities are, and then find and then saying, I'm going to protect those things. Everything else will fall into play in accordance with, I'm just going to protect that. You'll find ways to make that work. But the other thing that I want to hit on that you said was saying no to things and being okay with the fact that you're saying no to things. At the beginning, it's gonna become very difficult because you're not gonna get it perfect in terms of how the communication is supposed to be. But sitting there and focusing so much on how it is that you're communicating no to people doesn't actually achieve what it is that you're looking to achieve. The fact that you're saying no, that is the important part of what it is that you're doing, not how did I say no? So getting comfortable with, okay, no, we're not going to do that. I've got other things that I'm doing and being confident that that's okay. You'll refine the actual process over time and figure out what people like and what people don't like. But for yourself, getting to a point where you're capable of saying no. That's a great point too. And it's 
I think it's a beautiful thing when maybe somebody who was conditioned to question everything that we're talking about, like that's, are you kidding me? That's not the way to do it. You get in here and you work harder than everybody else and you're always here and you're the most tired and what, whatever, right? I want you to brag about how, you know, how exhausted you are, <laughs> right? But um, I think it's a beautiful thing when someone like that can realize the benefits of having a team of people that actually does feel energized and is happy and is alignment and is doing the best work of their life and is surrounded by good people and enjoying the journey. Um, and that, that actually helps everybody, right? But it may just take, it might actually take you making that change in yourself to then make that change in a group of people to then reinforce it to somebody else. Um, I'm going to put each of you on the spot, which I know is your favorite. No. Um, (laughs) think back to a version of yourself where you weren't applying any of this, right? What's, one word that describes how you felt at that time. Burnt out. A failure. Unhappy. I would say uncomfortable. What's one word to describe how you feel now when you go through your day-to-day? Empowered. Confident. Happy. You stole my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to end with, with one, one more angle on this. Each of you is managing projects. You're working with clients. You're managing teams. You're on coaching trees. When you put the hat on of how do I develop or pass along this mindset or, and, you know, engineer and reinforce it and cultivate it in other people. What are some approaches you can take to proactively, you know, help the people who you're working with or who are working, reporting to you on whatever to help them get to that next level? Yeah. And this is, I think this is something that I need to like still work on and I'm continually trying to do a better job of this. But I think just setting an example, um, first of all, goes a long way. If your team sees that you are consistently setting boundaries, that you are living a happy life at work, outside of work, I think that trickles down and your team feels empowered to be able to do that as well. But also, I think having discussions like this is super helpful around productivity. I think typically when we're at work, like we just worry about work, talk about work, talk about stuff outside of work. But I feel like we've never, at least on my team, we've never really had a discussion on productivity. So I think that's something that I would love to do at some point soon is like sit down and just talk about what the team as a whole does to feel more productive, but also to feel like they are better at protecting their time. And I feel like we can kind of all learn from each other that way. Yeah, I think communication around how do you feel productive at work and what can I do to um, help you feel like you're doing a better job and help you feel fulfilled. Um, And then also how can we meet in the middle because you can't have a tailored way of managing every single person all the time. Um, but communicate, okay, like maybe I can't give you this, but what else can, can I do or how can we work together to get you there? Um, and then I also think showing that you care about their life outside of work, showing that it's a priority to you that they're enjoying themselves outside of work, um, asking them about what they did over the weekend or just really showing them that those things are important and you care as much about that as you do them being productive when they're in the office. The first time that I ever realized I had a good manager was like, it was like my first day on my job and my manager came up to me, looked me in the eyes and asked me like, are you okay? Not in a way that's like, I I looked like I wasn't okay, but he was checking in with me to make sure that he's like, I get it. You just moved. Are you okay from a financial perspective? Are you okay? Like, is everything okay with you? Are you good? And 
that was totally different because everybody else I had ever worked for just worked off of an assumption that like, yeah, like any of that stuff that's going on, like that's, that's not my responsibility to take care of for you. Like you handle that on your own. But when he came up to me and he at least just checked in to make sure that everything was going okay, it was like, okay, he's going to protect me in this moment from those things. At least I felt like I was protected. And that feeling of being safe, I kind of talked about it earlier, but when you're in the middle of stress mode, everything comes in as a threat. But when you feel protected, then you can be more relaxed and you can see things from that perspective. So really what you're doing when you're checking in with people and you're making them feel protected is you're giving them space for them to be able to do their jobs better. So to me, that's an important part of being a manager is just checking in with people and just being like, like, and not just, okay, I'm passing by somebody in the hallway and go, you good? And then, okay, cool. of course they're going to say like, yeah, sure. I'm fine. But sitting down with them and intentionally going, Hey, how's it going? Is everything okay? I just want to check in with you. And at that point, then people get way more willing to tell you if it's like, no, I'm so stressed out because I've got this thing that's going on at home now. Okay. Now you've got the information you need to sit there and go, that's okay. We will figure something out around that. We'll be able to protect that. Thank you for giving me that context that tells me what it is that I need to know. So we'll work on, we'll work on getting a solution figured out for you, but don't, this isn't something you have to worry about. It's nice to feel that deeper connection, right? A relationship instead of a, like a transaction. Well, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, I appreciate each of you and how you approach things. And um, I think there's a lot that, you know, maybe simple things, but applying them in our lives is going to make the difference. And so I appreciate the playbook and the, the perspective. I uh, hope that created a lot of value for whoever's listening. And um, is there, before we end, is there anything else anybody would add? Well, thank you, Kyle. No, thank you all. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Appreciate it. Awesome discussion. And um, yeah. Let's go out there and get aligned and <laughs> keep getting 1% better. Appreciate y'all. Thanks again. Thank you, Thanks. Jeff. Thank you. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. I hope you got a ton of value from our panel and choose to transform their insights into action and unstoppable momentum. If you have a follow-up question or a future topic request, please email us at podcasts at embarkwithus.com. That's podcasts at embarkwithus.com so we can get to work on creating content that'll get you wherever you want to grow. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss out on wisdom to help you work smarter and level up faster. And lastly, if you're a repeat listener, consider supporting the show with a five-star rating so those algorithms can expand our reach and impact. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Cheers.